Now, these little ones, they show such potential. They're right at the beginning of their lives and already showing personality. And the dedication today is all about putting them into God's hands. So we're just going to look at two things together. And the first one is this. So parents and grandparents and friends of these little ones, I want you to know that children are important to Jesus. Children are so important to Jesus. There's a story in the Bible that's repeated in three of the Gospels that shows how important children were. Now, there were not many things that made Jesus angry. These are the things that made Jesus angry. Injustice, when he saw the poor being robbed in the temple. Uh, The religious leaders who put up barriers to people finding God by creating a religious way that wasn't God's way. And this is the other thing that made Jesus cross. And we read this story in Luke chapter 18. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, to bless them. And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. This is the parent. They rebuked the parents and the children. But Jesus called the children to him and said to the disciples, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And Jesus was cross with the disciples. Now, in the context here, he'd had a long day. I mean, this wasn't just going to work. We'd had a long day. The multitudes were following him. He was under pressure. And he finally found like a a quiet 40 winks. And the disciples were thinking the last thing Jesus needs is children. A bit like coming home from work and looking forward to seeing your little ones after a hard day. And they were trying to fend the children off not to disturb Jesus. But Jesus was cross with that. He said, never stop the children coming to me. Children are important to Jesus. He wants the children to come. He invites the children to come. They're not an afterthought. They're very important to Jesus. And he wanted to bless them. And this is our second point today that's all about blessing. Now, it's important for us to know that God's heart is turned towards man. His heart is for you. He loves you. He longs for you. He wants to embrace you. He has blessing for you. God's heart is turned towards you. And his love and his desire to bless is beyond description. It's beyond human words to say it. Now, in the first lockdown, obviously, do you remember how naive we were? That first lockdown, we all thought it was going to be three weeks, and that was the end of it. Here we are, like 15 months later. But in that first lockdown, there was a song uh, that went out across the UK called The Blessing Song, and there was a UK version of it. And the UK version has had 4.6 million views. And this was a song that brought together different pieces of the Bible to create a song of hope and encouragement for people. And we're going to play that at the end of, um, of this talk. And it's based on several verses from the Bible. We're going to look at just a few of them. This is the blessing that God has for us. So first of all, there's like an ancient prayer of blessing that's come all the way down the centuries where Aaron, Moses' brother, remember Moses brought the people through the Red Sea and out of Egypt, and his brother Aaron received this from God about something that passes down the generations. Just like you parents here, uh, you have got grandparents with you, and now you've had children. We've got generations in the room. And in Numbers 6, 22 to 27, it says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. So this is for you today as well, for us all. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. 
I think especially as parents, we need that last bit, and give you his peace. And the song goes on to add these other ancient Old Testament texts. Exodus 20, verse 6 says this. This is, told, this is God speaking to his people. I lavish, I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. And again in Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God keeping his covenant of love, that means like a, 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 an unbreakable promise, a covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. And then Psalm 103, I just want you to soak this in, tired, weary, COVID parents. Psalm 103, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children and with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. And so this is talking about a blessing from generation to generation, from children to children and their children and beyond. And as you come to this dedication today, it's not just about Raina, Nia, Luke and Nate and their brothers and sisters, but about the generations to come after them. And parents, your investment now, your investment, everything that you bless and invest your children with actually goes into them for the next generation and the next generation. And your parenting is bringing a legacy. As you love and invest and guide your children, it's not just their lives, but it's the lives beyond and the lives beyond. Just like you've named them after the dads and the bampers, in the same way, the things that you invest in them, they will carry to future generations. So your parental role is important. I mean, don't let this be a pressure now because we've got to do the job anyway. But as we invest and we love and we care, that is a legacy that passes on down. So what is the key to this blessing? Because we certainly need to live in this blessing if we're going to do this. And it's about being in the family. You can see through all those verses of this love being lavished. It's about being into the fa in the family. And God loves us so much, he invites us into his family to know his father's blessing. He wants nobody outside of the family. He wants everyone in the family to live in the father's blessing. It's a total open invitation. We're all invited. Now, with COVID, there was a lot of changes last year, wasn't there? And many of you gave birth during COVID. You'd planned your mat leave, and instead you had COVID mat leave, which was quite isolating. And also, there were hundreds of brides across the nation whose plans were changed. And our youngest daughter, Chloe, we were chatting about the wedding the other day and having to put plans together. Now, back in March 2020, uh, Matthew and Precious here, who led the meeting, they was coming up to their wedding, and they said, I think we better get married quick, you know, because I think lockdown might be coming. And so we married them in the cafe, just a few of us in the, in the cafe at the back um, over there. And so they got married early. Um, let's have our next picture up, Fionn, of look, here we are. So here's Matthew and Precious in the middle in the cafe. And then here we've got Bee and Darko. Uh, Darko's on camera today, and Bee was singing up here, and Chloe and Russo. Russo's on camera over there, and Chloe's sitting over here. Now, it's coming up to the wedding, and we're all sitting there, um, 
at the tea table, and Boris, we've got Boris on the iPad, and he's beginning to announce lockdown. And we're like, oh no, and I'm scrubbing it back. Just, what did he say again? What did he say again? And as you know, families all across the UK were jumping in cars and going, fetching kids from college and uni, getting their nans out of nursing homes, and it was chaos across the country on lockdown eve. Now, earlier that afternoon, um, I'd been on the phone to uh, B and Darko, and they were like, you know, there's hints that lockdown's coming. You know, can we get married earlier? And we'd been discussing that on the phone. Now, Julian had got in the car, this is like eight o'clock at night now, and Julian got in the car with all microphones and sound equipment and was driving around the whole city. Boris has said, lockdown's coming, quick before midnight, and he was delivering microphones to people, and everyone's like, what do I do with this? I don't know, I'm leaving it at the gate in case we're all contagious. And so I was sat by the fire in our, in our lounge and thinking, wow, strange days, what's going to happen? And then I get a phone call, and it's Chloe, and Chloe rings me up 8 o'clock at night, and she says, Mum, I think in light that Boris says lockdown starts tomorrow, can we get married tonight? And I'm like... I think we can. I need to just get hold of Tracy. Tracy sat at the back there with, with um, Tammy. Tammy is our registrar. Tracy was becoming a registrar. They'd got all the paperwork ready. I rang up Rob and Tracy. I'm like, is there any chance you can come down venue too? And she said, well, I'll get all this, the paperwork ready. And then Rob can be a witness. Julian can be the minister. I can be a witness. That's four of us. So we said, yes, we can do it. And 11 o'clock at night on lockdown eve, we all ended up in the cafe. I remember being darker. You even had gloves on, didn't you and and we were in there being darker at the back we married Chloe and Russo we had Russo's parents on on their phone late at night in Bahrain they are watching this little marriage ceremony and then just as we finished then we married being darker and Tracy was just the ink was fresh on the page at four minutes to midnight so we legally got it all done before lockdown started and that is such a scramble, such crazy days with lockdown. It's affected so many things. But a year later now, as the time has been ticking away, the government regulations now say you can't, you can't have a reception. You can have a reception. You can have 15. You can't have anyone. You can have 30. Now it's 15. Now you've got to go down the aisle in a mask. Now you can have 30. Now you can have 50. But the greatest news of all, in Wales, you can have 100 outside in Wales. Outside. Great. What's going on there? You need to pray for there to be no rain for months and months and months for all these brides. And so with the COVID regulations, Chloe and I were sitting down the other night, and it's like Chloe and Russo had a guest list of like 600 people in this room, and now they've got to scale it down to 50. And how do you do that? Suddenly, because of COVID, it's not open season. Anyone can come. It's a smaller, smaller, restricted guest list of only people. And you're only legally allowed people who've actually been invited in through the door. It's become restricted. And yet, with Jesus' kingdom, there is no restriction. There's an open invitation. It's not like a COVID-restricted list, but he throws open the doors. And Jesus himself told this story about guests invited to a wedding. They were on the list and they were invited. And this story is in Matthew 22. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is a little like this. A king prepared a great wedding feast for his son. And when the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to let all the invited guests know. But they all refused to come. 
the king sent the servants out again and told the guests, a wonderful feast has been prepared. Everything is ready. Come to the banquet. And still they refused, and the guests he invited ignored the invitation. And some went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. And some were angry and abused the servants. The king was furious, and he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready. The invited guests have refused. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests, and the king came to greet them. Now, there's something really amazing about this story that Jesus tells. He says, this is what the kingdom is like, is that it's like a king, that's him, the father, that's the Lord, setting out a great banquet, and the invited guests give excuses. I don't want to come. I'm going to my farm. I'm going to my business. I don't have time. Maybe later. Maybe on my deathbed. And they refuse the invitation. So the king decides to throw open the doors. And now it's no longer special invited guests. It's everybody. And the servants go out to the streets and find anyone they can. You're invited. You're invited. You're invited. You're invited. And every person who responded to that invitation and who came. And when those doors were closed, they celebrated the wedding feast with the king because they responded to the invitation. They shared in the blessing. And so that same welcome is for all of us. Jesus invites us into the family that we may live in his blessing. He doesn't want us to live out in the cold or be doing it by ourselves, but he welcomes us into this rich blessing. Let's remind ourselves in Deuteronomy 7, it says this, he is the faithful God, keeping that special promise, the covenant of love, to a thousand generations who love him and keep his commands. And this is a sure promise, so much love. Now, one thing I noticed in this story that brought my attention, it says, when they went to the streets, they brought in the good and the bad. Now, what does that mean? Well, that's not God's label. That's our label. Sometimes we label ourselves. We say, well, that person's good enough. Maybe they could be in the family, but I, I'm not good enough. I don't think I can. Maybe I'm on the bad list. And if God really knew me, he'd not be interested in me. But do you know the truth? God really knows you, and he's really interested in you. And while we were still far off, the Bible says, Jesus died for us. He knows what we are like. He knows our failings and our flaws. And he died for us so that he could bring us to himself and we could join in the family. He wants to forgive us, to restore us, and to mend our broken hearts. He will come into his, our lives with his transformational power. And when we come into the family, it's like he places a, a robe around us, like being dressed for the wedding. It's his robe of righteousness. That when God looks at us, he just sees the forgiveness of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, that we belong in the family. No one is too far away. No one is too bad to not be on the list. That's not God. His heart is open invitation. He brought everybody in. And we are invited today to be joining the family, we are welcome to the family. Now, one thing this last 14, 15 months of COVID restrictions, I think, has taught us all, is it sifted our values, would you say? It's something that has happened that it's shown us how powerful relationships are and how much they mean to us. And that we got friends down the road that we might not see that often, and suddenly when we're not allowed to, we yearn to. 
What a comfort relationships are to finally to hold, to hug, to love. I'm sure grandparents in the room here, you have so missed those little babies not being able to hold them and hug them. How much we've missed being together. I know for, for us, we have sat in the rain in our garden, soaked through in umbrellas and hoods just to spend time with family and friends. And COVID has highlighted some true values, I think. The value of love and the value of people. And I want to encourage you parents to pass on these values. This is kind of unique in our generation, this like COVID sifting. And we've discovered a value that people are more important than things or materialism or pride or climbing a ladder, but it comes down to people. And I encourage you, pass those values on to your children that they will pass down the generations. And of course, in lockdown, we could still work, but we couldn't play. You know, cafes, shops, bars, restaurants were all closed. Essential retail only. And it peeled away everything except our relationships and our longing for them. And I want to encourage you to carry these values forward. And at this dedication today, as you're giving your little ones into God's care, I want to encourage you as well to keep fueled as a parent that you're not running on empty I remember one time Julian and I went to a wedding, we were, we were young, and we went to this wedding and he borrowed his mother's car and we drove there, and I was in this like tiny little wedding dress, and as we drove back, we ran out of petrol. Neither of us, we were too young and naive to know that we needed to fill up the petrol. And there we were at night, I wasn't a driver, so Julian had to steer while I'm in little heels and a tiny dress pushing this chair, this, this um, car along the slip road of a dual carriageway very, very scary. And we don't want to be running on empty or crash. We need to have a full tank to be able to give to our children and care for them. Now, in lockdown, church buildings were closed, but church was still very much alive because church is a community of people. It's a family. It's not a building. It's not a service. It's a community of people. And although the building was closed, our relationship with Jesus could continue to come to that source of love and power and patience and overcoming. And it's interesting how the services, we had to put our services online, as churches did all over uh, the world. And, and I want to say hello again to the, there's many people watching us all over the world. And well, you're welcome as well. And we're glad that you join with us. And in the UK, statistics showed that over a quarter of all UK adults had watched an online service. That people were looking for, for what is this all about and is there a place to belong? One in 20 people um, said that they began to pray and look to prayer. And so the, there's now fresh congregations all over the world online. And the internet, for us as church together, and for anybody who wants to be part of this, we still have the opportunity every week, even though the building was closed, to learn, to worship, to see on the screen stillness, reflection, teaching for our lives, to receive from God, to, to have prayer. There was teaching content for the children. The small groups connected on Coffee Zoom. It was like an oasis in the desert and an open invitation to guests. And so parents, I want to encourage you, even if let's hope we never go into another lockdown, but keep fueled personally 
It's there. Feed on it. Listen to the teaching. Don't be tempted to just switch it off and save it for later. And later never comes because you're too tired. But parents, as you nurture your walk with God, it will help you in your everyday life. It will help you as you raise your children. It will help you in your marriage, in your work, in your friendships. And it's the best legacy that you can pass on to your children until they come to their own decision to accept the wedding guest invitation of Jesus. So invest in yourself and invest in your child for the generations to come. So as we close, I just want to say this to the parents. Parenting is hard. We all know that. We can look at one another's families and think it's easier for them. But if, when we're all inside our own homes, for all of us, it's, it's a daily struggle. We feel, are we getting it right? Are we making the right decision? Was I too harsh there? Was I too lenient there? I, I need wisdom to know what to do next. So it's a hard job. And I encourage you, don't do it alone. Do it with God's help and in the family of the church, where you can ask help and advice. It, and remember, it's a journey. Now, many of the things I can remember when our children were small, the treats that I did, sometimes I ask them, do you remember when I used to do this? And I'm like, no. Do you remember when I would take you there? No. So I realized that they don't remember my mistakes either. So don't sweat it too much, parents. Do the best that you can, because when they're grown up, they don't really remember the detail. They just remember the overwhelming atmosphere that you loved them, you cared for them, they belong, and that they're safe. Also, please let me encourage you, don't strive to be perfect. With the internet, there's so much out there that you can go on every forum to compare yourself to everything, but just be your genuine self. Your children only have one set of parents, and that's you. They don't need an Instagram parent version. They need you, your genuine self. So be who you are. Your children need your love, your attention, and your guidance, and they need it from you, not from someone else. I want to encourage you, God is with you and he is for you. Ask him daily for his reserves of love and patience. Let it be the first thing you do when you wake up. Lord, help me today. I need your help today. Give me wisdom. Give me patience. Help me today. If you manage to get that prayer in before, they're all in your bed already. Obviously not if they're 14. You know, I'm thinking three, four-year-olds, whatever. Now, ask for his peace as a parent and, what, and just to remind you, Jesus is in you and his power is in you. When you invite Jesus into your life, it's a spiritual dynamic. We are spiritual people. We're not just fled, fre flesh and blood, but we, we have a spirit. And that spirit carries on into eternity. And the decisions we make in this life here also carry us through into eternity and our eternal destination. But as that spiritual part of us... I encourage you, just come to God that he is, he is within you and he will help you in your daily walk. So it's not asking for something from outside, but it's allowing God to work in you from the inside. So don't struggle alone, but walk with him and walk out that walk with your children. Walk out your life with Jesus before the children. Admit your mistakes, pray together, help them, and they will grow up in that journey too. So he wants to bless you as you follow him. So allow him to guide you. Now to finish this talk, we're going to look at some of the, the words and play the blessing song. And during this song, it's about five minutes long, I want to invite all the parents and grandparents here to take a moment of relaxation. 
Just relax and let the Spirit of God bless you and come to you and fuel you. It's been a rough year with homeschooling and juggling work and being on Zoom calls with a baby at your feet. It's been really hard for you to come and rest and let God bless you. And also, for those of you here today who say, do you know, I don't think I've ever taken that step into God's family yet. This is your opportunity today, and I'm going to pray a prayer. You're welcome to pray it with me, and then just receive from God as we go through the song. So I'd like you to pray this prayer if you'd like to come into Jesus' family. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You have so much love for me. And you invite everybody into the family. That picture you gave of going out on the streets, you brought everybody in. So Lord, I ask you that you will forgive me. That as I turn to you, forgive me all all my sins. Bring your healing to my broken heart. Come and fill me with peace. Lord Jesus, I want to be in your family. I turn to join you. Welcome me in, Lord. Bring me into the family that I may know your blessing. And Lord, I pray for every person who prays that prayer sincerely, that you welcome into the family and they know such joy and access that incredible blessing upon them that your desire is to bless. And I'm going to read these words over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you and all around you and within you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and in your going, in your weeping and in your rejoicing. He is for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for these wonderful scriptures. And we're now going to sit and relax and just enjoy this song and let it minister you like a prayer that God wants to come and bless you. And bless you, parents. I hope you've enjoyed the dedication today and that you feel encouraged. Amen. Face toward you and give. 